So the new Spider-Man movie is out. I got a chance to see it yesterday. And I thought it was good. It was it actually was more than good. It was uh, spectacular, so to speak. It was uh, lots of uh, lots of action. Really good script. Um, I, I guess good development. Although I am a little off put by a couple of the choices they made, and I'm I'm not going to get into any uh, spoilers, any real spoilers. Uh, I'm going to be sticking mainly to things that are in the uh, the the trailer. Or the one of one of five trailers that they released just this month. You know, you you can't go without a trailer every week for a movie. Now, by the time you see the movie, everything that you you've seen is just you know in the preview. But uh, yeah, I, I was really one particular choice in the film. I was uh, really off put by. I, I don't know if this is like a woke thing now, but uh, Willem Dafoe's character, the Green Goblin, halfway through the movie reveals himself to be a furry just out of nowhere it doesn't have anything to do with the plot it's just there he just mentions it and then it flashes back he just sees peter and mary jane kissing and goes you know what i'm somewhat of a freak myself and then it just cuts to him dressed up as a furry dressed up as an animal going at it with a bunch of other people in a, I don't know, a dungeon of some kind? Definitely not something Oscorp would have funded. And I just, I, I really found that particular choice for the character to be peculiar. Mainly because, it, like I said, it has nothing to do with the plot. I don't know what came upon the writers to include that. I don't know if the furry community got to Marvel finally and said, look, uh, we're going to cut you a check if you just get a bunch of grown people dressed up as bears and fucking on camera. Well, we we can't do that, you see. We uh we market our movies to children. Well, no you don't. You market your movies to man children. Yes, but most of these man children can't understand the concept of sex. Well, how's 15 million dollars sound? All right, we'll take it. Uh, did you say bear or squirrel? Anyways, like it's a whole fucking scene of just Willem Dafoe, and then eventually Doc Ock jumps in. So now you have two of the main villains, these iconic all-time superhero villains. One's dressed up as a, a, a black bear, and then the other one is dressed up as a fox, and they're just boning. And I was, I was quite uncomfortable. You, there were children in this theater. I'm not even a parent, and I felt bad for for the people that had to bring their kids to watch this atrocity take place. And mind you, to the furries that are listening, because I'm willing to bet there might be a couple, uh, you know, I'm, I, you're, it's your choice. There's nothing wrong with it, but I think that it just had nothing to do. It didn't advance the plot. There was no a B plot where Peter had to fend himself off from a bunch of fur or they had to you know steal an orb from some like under some furry's bed or some shit like that with you know you you put on a big uh, glove and you get to snap and then fucking i don't know half the world disappears or gets an orgasm simultaneously whatever the fuck these movies are about there was no real plot to it it was just willem dafoe furry all of a sudden and willem dafoe's a great actor i i i i'm just Kind of disappointed that he had to 
uh, sort of descend to that height. Again, nothing wrong with the furry community. I just don't know why it was in this movie. Nothing wrong with furries, I suppose. It's a weird kink. Not something I'm into, but if you're into it and it's all uh, good, then that's a th- I'm I'm obviously kidding. There was no furrying around in this new movie. Uh, but yeah, no, uh, Willem Dafoe was great. Doc Ock, the guy Alfred Molina, the guy who plays Doc Ock, was fantastic. Uh, everybody was good, and I, I can't really say much because the movie just came out a few days ago, but I thought it was really good. That it was a fantastic uh, super one of one of the better superhero movies I've seen in a long time. I I don't usually get emotionally invested in these these superhero flicks, but this is one of them. And again, without revealing anything, it's something that brought me back a couple decades, and I really did feel like I was like you know nine ten years old again watching a superhero film, watching Spider Man all over again. And uh, I, I finally understand how you, you fucking man children feel. I'm finally like I'm watching this, and I, I'm not crying, but I, I am sort of like I'm. It's one of those things where, and it's really only guys that feel this. It's only guys that really describe this. It's, it's one of those things where you get emotional, but you're not crying. It's somewhere in between. It's the emotional step before you even shed a tear, where you just you're, you're like internally. Like, oh my God, like the person inside of you is crying, but you can't bring yourself to physically cry because, you know, you'd get your man card taken away. I don't know, some some guy in a tank top with a Louisville slugger will bring you around back and hang you upside down and go, did you just, did you just say you were sad? Did you just... Attempt to show something other than fucking fierceness. Did I just say fierceness? Did I just say fierce? Oh my God. Okay, yo, Henry, hang me upside down. You got to beat some of this. You got to beat some of this, uh, this here softness out of me. I th- I think um, I'm... I can feel myself getting all glittery. Yeah, whatever. It was uh, it was a good movie, and I enjoyed watching it. Enjoyed watching the uh, the old Spider Man, Peter Parker guy. Yeah, some good choices in this movie. Some interesting ones. Fucking Easter eggs were great. There was no heavy handed sort of fake woke bullshit in it. Uh, it was just a fun movie. Really well made, and I'll leave it at that before I uh, I do give anything away and I have to. That's one of the things. I knew the spoilers in this movie not even a day, not even 24 hours, hours after the movie came out. I knew the spoilers really, I think, the next morning. I went on Twitter because I'm always trying to look at what's trending so I can write a stupid little joke. And within, I want to say, two seconds of being on Twitter, it is of just a photo of something I didn't want to see, I didn't need to see. I was just, I was furious. And I feel like some of these people who let the spoilers out, they need to, we need to make an example out of somebody. So what I say is, town square, guillotine, back in the 1400s, 
or whenever the last guillotine was, when it, whenever they did it. I think it was in France at some point. Uh, I say we bring that type of thing back. And the next guy, the next Avengers film, the next Godzilla movie, the next guy who has that fucking camera out in the middle of the theater and takes a photo and then leaks it online or does some stupid thing. There's almost, there's spoiler terrorists out there who will literally just bomb, they will spoiler bomb. They will just go out, and I remember when Logan came out, luckily I had seen a sneak peek of Logan the night before it was released, so I knew what had happened. I knew that Hugh Jackman died. But there was a guy that weekend who just went, uh, Logan and Professor X die at the end of Logan. And he just posts it for everyone to fucking see. And then I guess he just makes his account, uh, he disables it or he does whatever, but the post is still up. So nobody can say fuck you to this guy. He just posts it and then runs. It's like taking a steaming dump on somebody's driveway and then fleeing the scene. But with all this Omicron shit, it's just weighing on everybody's minds. Everybody's trying to figure out, oh, where do I get tested? Where do I get a... I, I'm just one of these people, I'm cool with just going into the sewers at this point. I think we should all just create an underground, like beneath the planet of the apes type society where the doings up above, none of our business, okay? They can launch nukes and do lockdowns and, and have riots and, I don't know, set Starbucks on fire. Whatever they want has nothing to do with us. Let's go underground with the alligators and just form our own civilization, Form our own civilization. It will be a, I guess, capitalist civilization, a reasonably capitalist civilization. It'll be a free market where people get to own their own businesses, and we will do it right. We will do it right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna be the dictator to this. So it will be a dictatorship. It will be a capitalist dictatorship. I will be, I will be running this thing. And if any of you get in my way, I'm going to let you have your own businesses. I'm going to let you sell mangoes and Ferraris and iPhones, whatever the hell you want. But if you get in my way, I'm, again, guillotine. I don't know. I'm trying to say Merry Christmas to more people. And it just seems like people are put off by that. I'm not going to go down a rabbit hole of like the whole war on Christmas. Like, if you say Merry Christmas to someone, they phone the police and report a hate crime. No, I'm not going to do any of that. I'm not talking about. But it just seems like people are more put off by the Merry Christmas thing. Because not that many people are saying it anymore. It does seem like Christmas just kind of comes and goes now. And I don't know if that's me and my perspective of just being a little older now. And But when I was a kid, the Christmas season felt like a year. Right, the Christmas season kind of started in November, and then made its way through December. And then December twenty fifth, you had Christmas, and it was the most exciting fucking time of the year. You had just gifts and all kinds of shit. You had Christmas cookies, and you know it, it, there was there was this buildup and suspense to Christmas. Now it's this thing that it, there's part of me that just can't wait to have it over. And maybe that's because of uh, the self centered thing of like I have to spend money on people. I feel like Merry Christmas is like a trigger to some people now. Like they almost feel not offended because it's Christmas and it's not their religion, but just offended because like, how dare this person act so soft? Like put a man face on. Like I feel the guy in the 
the tank top and the baseball bat might come around and hang me upside down and go, you key, you, you say Merry Christmas one more time. You get that. That's lady shit. How dare you act feminine around us? I don't like giving him a southern accent with that. I feel like I, I want to give him like something. Because I, I don't know. I feel like that's too typical of like out of the stereotypical like oh that's a hillbilly man like you know I don't know should I give him like a like a Boston thing like yo you you stop you stop with the you stop with the lady shit you stop saying that we got to bring you to a Sox game we got to bring you to a Sox game that'll have a couple of fucking have a couple of fucking Sammy Adams a couple of Boston Lagers you'll be a man in no time Get that testosterone flowing in your fucking blood. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like uh, I feel like Jordan Peterson kind of. You you've got to stand if you like Christmas. You you've got to stand up for it. You say Merry Christmas to everyone, everyone, and if they disagree with you, you fucking you knock their block off. You hang them upside down by their feet and you hit them with a bat and you say, you're going to respect, you're going to respect my beliefs. This is my belief. I respect yours. Respect tradition. If if you if you're underneath the mistletoe with a girl, you look up and you see it hanging over you. You just grab her and you give her a big fat smooch. That's manly. That'll get the testosterone flowing. The testosterone. And then you say, "Thank you, madam. I'd like to take you out for a nice steak dinner. No greens. Greens give me anxiety and diarrhea." I don't know how he does that lion diet thing. It kind of creeps me out that you can't have, you can't have milk. You can't have, I'm not a big milk guy anymore at 30, but like I'm, I'm, you can't have any milk. You can't have any like broccoli. I, I try to do like three servings of broccoli a day. That's how like fucked up my diet is. But like in between I have like pizza and chocolate and shit like that. My stomach is like a fucking amusement park run by a, like a vegan or some shit. It's like, yeah, he eats vegetables, but he can't stop everybody else from having candy apples and corn dogs. I don't know. You don't want to have those candy apples. It shows a lack of discipline. You've got to cut the sugar out. Cut the sugar out and have more elk meat. That's what. That's the Joe Rogan way. Something's Off Podcast, everybody, episode 55. Make sure that you follow on uh, the, the podcast on Spotify. Make sure that you uh, follow me on Instagram, the podcast Instagram, Something's Off Alex DeWitt. Make sure you get me on TikTok. Make sure you get me on Twitter, all that shit. Uh, and Merry Christmas. There it is.